This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 142, Talking Heroclix. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 142. It's Talking Heroclix, and I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Now, unfortunately, this is going to be one of the, I guess, the only second time ever that a Talking Heroclix episode has been a solo episode with just myself. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going to jump into it um, and talk about some recent stuff that's happened in the world of Heroclix. Obviously, this past week, um, well, for most people, but some people I know got this the week earlier, um, is the Superman and the Legion of Superheroes Gravity Feed. I also want to talk about some dials that have come up uh, in the past month or so, uh, things that we haven't had a chance to talk about on the podcast, because the last episode of Talking Heroclix was a little bit of a while ago. And uh, yeah, just basically kind of a, a recap on recent things going on in Heroclix. Uh, there are things that have gone on recently that I won't have a chance to talk about, uh, just because there has been a lot, and the time allotted today is relatively narrow. Uh, so let's start off um, with the Superman Legion of Superheroes Gravity Feed. Um, just kind of jumping in and looking at the different characters that have been uh, that we finally have in our hot little hands. Um, so the first character in the Gravity Feed is Cosmic Boy. Uh, just like the other three main legions, uh, he has the Welcome to the Legion uh, t- uh, trait. Which is when you build your force, choose one character of 50 points or less. That character gains the Legion of Superheroes keyword and flight symbol this game. If your force includes other characters with this trait, you may increase the point value of your chosen character by 50 points if this character doesn't use this trait. So I think that was actually kind of cool um, to see how that kind of operates. Um, so you could, you know, if you have the three of them playing together, I believe the way that it is worded is that you could then choose a character of 150 points. Uh, unless, or you could have each person uh, choose a character of 50 points to basically be friendly to them, gain the keyword, and also the fight symbol. It's potentially quite dangerous, but also like really powerful. Uh, so it's kind of a cool trait to have. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't really think this is a very good Cosmic Boy. Just because I think a lot of the Cosmic Boys kind of all fit into the same basic uh, mold. Um, I mean, even like the basic one in the in the main set, who's like ninety points, is is very similar in that he has no movement attack to start. Then he start then he starts doing stuff. Now, at least the regular set one ends up with running shot, which anyone who's listened to the show before knows is probably my favorite power in the game. Uh, you have to wait a little bit longer with this cheaper seventy point version of the character. Um, his starting trait. Sorry, not trait. Uh, special power movement is he, when he occupies hindering train, he and adjacent friendly characters can use toughness. So that's kind of cool, uh, as him using his magnetic shield. Um, on his defensive power, sorry, damage power, you have long live the legion, which is he can use perplex and leadership. Uh, when he uses leadership, on a result of six, he may also remove a token from an adjacent any adjacent friendly character with the legion of superheroes keyword. Um, so that's pretty awesome, um, in terms of a leadership, I mean, it's not the greatest, but I mean, it's still a very useful power, and if you think about, you know, we're gonna have a lot of Legion coming around soon, so this is actually a, a helpful thing to have available to you. Um, it has willpower, so, which makes sense that they don't have any damage, it's just because it's part of the, of that, uh, special power on movement. Uh, it really kind of clicks into high gear when you get into the clicks 4, 5, and 6 where he starts running shotting. However, his attack level is a 9, his damage is a 1, 
uh, with an with enhancement of all things. He's just not that great a character. He's a utility piece because for the first two clicks, he's a TKer and a willpower character, which is great. But from there, he really, like, he, yes, he does one damage, but that's not very good unless you pair it up with that uh, pulse wave, which is dangerous as well. And at the end of his dial, he switches from enhancement to empower. Uh, he has a high attack when he's pulse waving, but it's not that helpful. I mean, really. He's got two damage the entire way. He's not really going to hurt anyone. Like, in terms of, uh, there's a lot of characters these days who have vulnerability, and they always have been, and you have this character who only does two damage, so really how helpful can he be? Yes, he's only 70 points, and he does give you a six-click dial, but is it a good six-click dial? And I would venture that no. No, it isn't. Um, next up in the, in the gravity feed is Saturn Girl. She's uh, topping out at 102 points. Um... Now, before I actually look at her, I just want to kind of refresh my memory. So many versions of these characters. Uh, the Saturn girl in the main set starts at, is 94 points, so a little bit cheaper, and starts off with mind control, flight, 8, eight range, 10 uh, attack with psychic blast, 2 damage, and perplex. But then if you switch to the one in the gravity feed, uh, you don't have the perplex. We have a, You have a one less on range. You are more expensive. Um, you have incapacitate to start, and you have prob. So, I mean, she loses a little bit of that, uh, that offensiveness at the beginning. Uh, she does have the Welcome to the Legion trait as well. Um, now, the prob is helpful um, in certain ways better than the perplex, but she has less damage potential as a result because she can't knock through any reducers, and she doesn't have any anything inborn to make her damage higher than a 2. So it's great that she's got in-cap, but that's not... Sometimes you just want to hurt someone, and in-cap is a little bit more situational because you need that person to already have a token, and if they don't, it's not really going to do anything for you. Um, so she's a little too expensive, and then clicks 3, 4, 5, and 6, she switches to Psychic Blast, which is great, but again... Because she only has a starting uh, super senses, you know, what's the damage uh, average damage potential like three, two to four damage? So if you were to give her four, you're on her you know second last click, and now she's got a nine attack psychic blast and two damage with prob. Not the worst click you could end up on, but you've just said goodbye to most of your your dial. And considering that you're 102 points, it's a little expensive. Um, on clicks, that being said, I just remembered. On click 3, 4, and 5, you do have a special power, which is when this power is revealed and at the beginning of your turn, choose combat reflexes or energy shield deflection. Saturn Girl can use that power until your next turn. So that's kind of nice that she's trying to then defend herself after she's taken that hit. But, I mean, it's she's just, I don't think she's that great a piece. You're really betting on that Super Sense is working. I don't think she's that um, offensive a character. Uh, and I just, she doesn't quite do it for me. I think. If I had to go with a Saturn Girl, I'd probably go with the regular set one. Um, just because that starting Psychic Blast will at least give her a little bit more utility. And then she has that cool Strongest Mind uh, Mind Control, which is cool as well. And she has Precision Strike throughout her dial, like, so she's a l much more offensive threat on the uh, the regular set version, which is like 8 points less, because she has 2 clicks of Psychic Blast and then 3 clicks of Precision Strike, so she's going to hit somebody. Whereas the other one, she's going to be a little bit hard-pressed to do so, and she doesn't even have as good a range. Not that 7 is anything to, to, um, to kind of scoff at, because these days 7 is actually quite a good range. Uh, the next is Lightning Lad. Now again, as a quick refresher, the regular set Lightning Lad uh, starts off with Running Shot, Psychic Blast with 11 Attack, 
uh, three damage with ranged combat expert, and uh, which is really great. The next click in an eleven attack, yeah, as I said. Next click down, he loses the running shot, but now has force blast instead. Still has three da three uh, damage with range combat expert and psychic blast. Click after that, starts running shotting again, psychic blasting still, and then has the arc lightning as well. So you have the option to either do the running shot or you could do the arc lightning and take a chance there. And then the b bottom three clicks are all precision strike, uh, as well as still having arc lightning. Um, fantastic piece in only 104 points, which for that much damage potential is pretty good deal. Uh, then you switch to the Gravity Feed Lightning Lad. He's 116 points, which so is more. Um, he plays very similar. Uh, he's got Running Shot, uh, 10 Attack. He doesn't have the Psychic Blast, though. He's got Energy Explosion, though, which in its own way is still very helpful. Still has 3, uh, three damage with Range Combat Expert to start. Uh, then clicks into having... Um, uh, three damage with Perplex instead, and, and Energy Explosion. It has energy, energy Explosion the first three clicks, and then Pulse Wave for the next three. Good damage potential. It's three with RCE, then three with Perplex. Three with RCE, then two with Perplex. Two with RCE, then two with Perplex. Seven range, two targets, so the Energy Explosion is dangerous. I would actually say that both Lightning Lads are very good. I would say... I'm kind of torn. Um, the advantages of the Gravity Feed are obviously are that it has Indomitable, um, but... It's a little softer because he he only has energy shield reflection and not toughness, which the other with the regular set one has. But I would argue that both of them are great. Um, you could use either figure and actually be quite happy with their performance. I would say basically the same keywords as well: future Legion founder and Legion of superheroes. So this is the one figure I'd, so far, at least in our discussion, where I would say you could kind of use either. Depending if you had a little bit more points, you might want to use the uh, gravity feed. But if you don't. You would be happy to use the regular set. They're both great pieces. Um, next up is Ultra Boy. Um, so I can't remember if we've seen regular Ultra Boy yet. I don't believe we have. So we don't really have anything to compare him against yet. Um, so this version of Ultra Boy, well, we have previous Ultra Boys, but so Ultra Boy, I think, is the first character with the distinction of having multiple targets but zero range, which I think is awesome. Um, he's a good character. I like him. He's 100 points, he's pretty tidy, he's got a fairly long, well not long, but these days 7 clicks for 100 points seems long. Starts off with uh, hypersonic speed with 12 movement, which is pretty fast. Uh, 10 attack with 3 damage and enhancement, and super senses. He clicks out of that and into having uh, charge, super strength, and vulnerability and 4 damage. And then charge, and charge, super strength, and vulnerability and 3 damage. Then he goes into having energy explosion and psychic blast as if he had a range value of 6, as well as having uh, willpower uh, with 2 damage. And then he clicks back into hypersonic speed, uh, again having no range now, uh, doing only doing 2 damage though, so he's unlikely to really be able to hurt a lot of people at that point. That He's probably either doing cleanup or running somewhere else, or running for backup. And then after that, and clicks 6 and 7, uh, it's willpower and having the energy explosion and penetrating psychic blast. Uh, I like him. I mean, we don't know what the regular set one looks like, at least as of this moment when I'm recording the podcast, which is on February the 6th. Um, but so far, I mean, this is kind of what Ultra Boy should be. He's a little bit of a mix of being able to do things at range, do things close, do things fast, do things slow. I think he's a nice piece. I, I am glad that I was able to get him. Um, for myself, I split a, a countertop display of the Gravity Feed with uh, Leon, who's been on the show in the past. Uh, we, we were both hoping we, we take turns each time on who gets the first choice of the extras because you get the two full uh, gravity feeds and then four extras. And so this time we were wondering, like, you know, will we get, you know, um, 
we really, we really, really, really wanted to get uh, extra generics, and it was his turn. So whatever the first generic was, he would get it. And anyways, this time we kind of got, kind of got screwed in that uh, on that way as we got uh, Triplicate Girl, Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Cosmic Boys are extras, which were not as useful because they're not generics. Um, so anyway, moving on. Uh, number five in the set is Amethyst. Uh, Amethyst, man, I don't know what to think about this. Um, I, I, she's 83 points. Her attack never goes above a 9, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, she starts off with like a 12 movement with phasing, which is nice to get her in there. She's flying, so she can bring someone in. She's mystics. Um, but I just find, as an attacking piece, she leaves a lot to be desired. Um, now, that being said, her trait is helpful. Uh, Amethyst ignores the Mystic's team ability. When a character is given an action to activate a power and attack Amethyst, she can do shape change. The only bad thing about this is that she's kind of a crap figure to have this on. Like, being able to ignore the Mystic's team ability is potentially amazing. Unless you have nine attacks and are unlikely to actually hit someone. In fact, at one point you have an eight. You have a nine, nine, eight, nine, nine, eight. Who are you hitting? Who are you hitting that you think you're going to be able to avoid their Mystics on? Um, that being said, she's hard to hit because she has energy, shield, deflection, and toughness. Considering she's a 17 natural, she starts off basically if she's in hindering terrain with a 20 defense, um, and then making only going worse on her second click. I just thought there's a lot to be desired here. She's expensive for a taxi. She's not that helpful as an offensive piece. Defensively, she's solid because she's hard to hit, but... And even damage-wise, she has two clicks of Psychic Blast and clicks one and four. Other than that, she's got two with Prob, two with Enhancement, two with Prob, two with Enhancement, two with Prob, two with Enhancement. This Gravity Field is not very strong in terms of damage potential, and that's kind of an issue. Because uh, a lot of characters have damage reducers, and these characters are going to have a lot of problems against that. Um, next, you have Triplicate Girl. And I'm just checking to see. I'm pretty sure we don't know what regular Triplicate Girl looks like yet. Um, so this triplicate girl, pretty awesome, um, 87 points, she's got a smattering of cool powers, uh, when you set up your force, this is her trait, uh, you place two triplicate girl bystander tokens as described on this card, uh, on the map adjacent to triplicate girl, they replace their combat values with triplicate girl's current printed combat values, and they can use any powers that triplicate girl can use. When one of them is KO'd, triplicate girl can use willpower for the rest of the game. When triplicate girl would be KO'd, a friendly bystander token named Triplicate Girl can uh, KO a friendly friendly bystander token named Triplicate Girl instead if there is one, and heal Triplicate Girl to click seven. This ability can't be ignored, which is actually pretty awesome. Um, so you kind of want one of them to be KO'd so the Triplicate Girl can use willpower for the rest of the game, and you always want to have her next to another Triplicate Girl so that she can uh, potentially be saved and not killed if she would be killed normally. Um, She's kind of awesome. Um, she starts off with an empower, but only to affect characters named Triplicate Girl, um, which is fine. She starts off having uh, you know sidestep, which is one of the coolest powers in the game, and then she moves on to her second click, having uh, precision strike. Clicks three, four, and five. She has flurry. The first one is pretty crazy because she's flurrying two damage, but if if the other Triplicate Girls are there and are empowering her, the damage potential is pretty crazy. Like she could be doing you know four damage. Um, twice. So, I mean, that's pretty big. Uh, and then after she loses the uh, Flurry, she's back to Precision Strike, and then her last click back to Sidestep. I think she just has a lot of potential here. She could be a quite exciting piece to use. Um, 
And I like that you don't need to play three of her in order to use her as triplicate girl. They have some sort of way manufactured under the dial by the bystanders to kind of allow you to, to synthesize the idea that she's triplicate girl and there's three of her acting in there. I think for 87 points, she's a great find. She's only, you know, 87 points for seven clicks is pretty good these days, especially when there's a lot of interesting potentials on here, especially when you have basically her and three other, and two others on the board. Um... I think she's fantastic, and I'm really excited about using her. Uh, it should be interesting. Uh, Shr- Shrinking Violet. Um, she's actually pretty good. I actually kind of like her. When I first thought her, I wasn't sure, but the more I look at her, the more I like her. Um, I like that she's got the trait so she can morph to the other Shrinking Violet, which is cool. Um, she got a trait which is Shrinking Down, which is during the beginning of your turn. You may choose that Shrinking Violet has tiny symbol into your next turn. If you do so, modify your speed value by minus three. So that's pretty cool to kind of enable her to, at the beginning of your turn, to become tinier. Uh, if you are pushed out or you know that you're close enough to your target that you don't need to worry about the minus three to your movement, um, and you want to be able to maybe have the, the advantage to be harder to hit from range, then it makes sense to be um, tiny size, especially because then, I mean, you could be picked up easily. Um, I like that she's got, you know, low values in terms of her attack, but again, I, I think you kind of make up for it because she's, you know, she's got the, the charge, so she's charging in, yes, she only does, you know, one damage and she's got nine attack, but she's got precision strike, which kind of makes it better. Um, it's really good when she's got flurry and precision strike. Again, not the highest attack values, and that's kind of a problem, but I'm less offended here than I am elsewhere because... At least she's still got good damage potential because of the precision strike. She's still going to hurt you because she's got that. And if she's already adjacent to you, I mean, she's already got willpower in that first click. She could do a close combat expert and either pump up her attack to an 11 and still just do the 1 to you. Or if you don't have damage reducers and she's a better shot at it, uh, she could just amp up her damage to 3. So there's some good options, and I do like what they've given us with the Shrinking Violet. Uh, Phantom Girl, another character, seems like a good deal. Uh, you got 7 clicks. Um... Now, that being said, she doesn't do a lot. I mean, she's got facing teleport. She's kind of an expensive uh, taxi, but at least I think you're getting a little bit more out of your money than some of the other characters in the set, like um, Amethyst. Because, uh, I mean, you got, she has Empower, which is helpful. She's got face teleport. If, during a move action, Phantom Girl passes through a square containing an opposing character with a robot or a vehicle keyword, deal that car- character one penetrating damage. If that character is a vehicle with a pilot, after actions resolve, eject that pilot. That's kind of amazing and awesome, but there aren't that many robots in the game. But if you're against a robot, this will fuck them up. Being able to just walk through them and give them one penetrating is insane. Um, and I kind of like the clicks, uh, what is it, four and five, where she's got the sidestep and empower as well. At the very end of her dial, she has uh, precision strike as well. But this, this character does fall into the same kind of... Um, uh, problem where she has, you know, a seven-click dial of it's two, 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 one, one. Like, five clicks of two damage is not going to break into an instant vulnerability, and that's kind of a problem. Uh, next up is Science Police Officer, a great character. Um, I mean, five range, police, uh, it's got running shot, uh, so you can basically, your swing is nine. Uh, again, problem with damage being low but it's a 45 point character so it's a lot more forgivable if you play two if you're able or lucky enough to get two of these you'll have two running shot characters that are have enhancement which is great as well um second click they both switch into having ink cap instead um i like when click three and four where they have a, a wit on uh anything but defense powers which is kind of nice as well 
Um, if you're able to get a bunch of these, they could be really deadly. And last is uh, the Daxamites. 95 points for a pretty damn good character. You have a hypersonic character who ignores hindering terrain for targeting. Um, who's also a flyer, has 17 defense with impervious, with indomitable, and uh, has a trait, uh, which is an awesome trait, not because it's helpful at all, but more because it's totally comic accurate, which is if they're hit with a standard object and take damage, all of his powers are countered until your next turn. That's awesome. So you want to hit him with an object and then hit him with everybody else, uh, which is totally accurate to what a Daxamite would, how they would respond. Uh, yeah, excellent character. That first click with the hypersonic impervious combo is nice. Clicks two and three, you have the charge with three damage and a close combat expert. So you charge in and then you have indomitable to really hit them next time for maybe five. Um, click four, you hypersonic again with three damage and then clicks, uh, five and six have running shot and psychic blast. Not the highest attacks, um, considering you're paying 95 points, but at least you start with a 10. It's 10, 10, 9, 9, 9, 8. Uh, great. Great dial. I'm really, really happy with that. And um, I like the keyword, too. The Servant of the Great Darkness is interesting. Um, does that... I mean, obviously, that speaks to Darkseid. Um, because, he, obviously, he uh, he's pretty he's a pretty badass, and he's the Great Darkness, so it's interesting. So that is the gravity feed for Superman and Legion of Superheroes. Um, I'm not going to go through all the stuff that's kind of been mentioned with Superman and Legion of Superheroes since our last podcast. Just a few things I wanted to, to, to take a quick look at. Um... I'm ex- interested in the, the Cheetah character. Um, so she got the Prime. Uh, I really like the Prime. She's a pretty excellent piece in terms of having the Leap Climb. That gives you a f- close combat action as a free action afterwards. Um, she's got a lot of, you know, she ignores a lot of things. Ignores hindering terrain and characters. Uh, she's got combat reflexes as a trait, which is awesome. And if she has no action token, she can use exploit weakness, which is, again, pretty deadly. Um, she gets Edward later in her dial, as well as having, uh, Poison and Charge. I think she's a great character. I wish that the regular one, the, um, number 17 in the set was better, but she's just, her attacks are really, really low, but I do like that she's got a whole, a whole dial, five clicks worth of, um, Blades Cause Fangs, and she's just charging and ignoring hindering train to do it and just trying to get people, which is really cool. Um, and I also like that you can give her a free action and choose an opposing character once per game. As long as that character's on the map, you modify her combat values except range by plus one. So you don't really have a nine, you have a ten attack, and you don't really have a nine movement, you, sorry, an eight movement, you really have a nine. So you just pick someone good, and then it makes you a lot better. Um, I don't know if I've talked about Block, but I, I think he's actually a pretty awesome character. 155 points, and he's, uh, charging Quaking, which is really cool. Um, and he's got improved movement, ignores blocking terrain, destroys blocking terrain, and ignores characters. So that's cool when he's charging. Um, I'm interested to see what White Witch or Black Witch are going to be like in this set. Uh, and he's got invulnerability in the middle as well. And if he's been targeted by a ranged combat, he can use Impervious. So he's a nice little piece. Uh, Wildfire, I think, is a little expensive for what he gives you. Especially because he's got those clicks in the middle where he reforms. But other than that, I, he's got some potential. But I think he's a little too expensive considering the ones we've gotten in the past. Uh, Gates, not a big fan. I mean, really, he's just there to carry people. But other than that, what else is he really for? He's got awesome super senses, but again, he's not that... He's just a taxi, and a 60-point taxi at that as well. At, sorry, at that, and that's a little expensive. Uh, this past week, we got treated to Mr. Majestic, who is absolutely fantastic. 220 points for a beast of a character, uh... 
He starts off with running shot, again, my favorite power, and having move and attack uh, if he wants to, because uh, he's a transporter. Uh, starts off with uh, 7 range, 2 targets, energy explosion, 11 attack, 18 defense with impervious, uh, indomitable, and 5 damage with uh, leadership. He is awesome, and he has improved targeting on hindering terrain. Uh, he is just going to mess you up. Um, and then once he loses the running shot, I mean, he's still a, a move and attack character with transporter, but... He has super strength then, and then at one point he has charge and super strength. At the end of his dial, he has some uh, psychic blast as well. He's a fantastic piece. Well, I remember when I was clicking on the link to show that he was the previewed character, all I could think was, fuck, he's an SR, isn't he? And then he was an uncommon, and I was like, oh man, I'm totally going to get this guy. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited and impressed for that. Uh, you have a new Mr. Miracle. I think he's a little expensive, uh, just because... He's never been that um, that expensive before, but uh, he does give you a lot of options, and I like having a wit and shape change. Um, and empowered, it only affects Mr. Miracle is cool as well. Sorry, I mean Big Barda. Uh, he's, he's pretty good. Um, Light Ray, I think I've talked about him on the show before. He's an excellent piece. He's got a lot of options, and he's cheap, affordable, and very effective. Um, I think I've talked about most of the other figures before. I, Bizarro, I think, is potentially one of the craziest characters you'll ever use, which I think is just insane. Um, some of these I don't even remember looking at, to be honest with you, now that I'm looking at them right now. Uh, Emerald Empress is a lot more expensive than she used to be. She's like 88 points more than her old vet from Collateral Damage, and she kind of does the same type of thing, um, but she's got a lot more going with her now. Uh, she's Mystics and Calculator, which is extra dirty. Um, having that opening click too of a uh, running shot and um, and uh, pulse wave for damage with a wit and indomitable is a nice little thing as well once you kind of hit her through her dial a little then she's getting um, where she starts at for her what, 115 points if you want to which is still a good figure which is running shot psychic blast with 3 damage and no wit she's a pretty damn good piece really regardless of which uh which point value player at, uh, and uh, she has the Emerald Eye of Ekron um, uh, Relic Token that you can place in her square, which is cool as well, which uh, she, you know, if she picks it up, which I don't know why you wouldn't, um, the character can use Mind Control, Incapacitate, Improved Targeting, ignores Hindering Terrain, ignores Characters, and isn't dealt damage from Mind Control. When this character takes damage from an attack, Emerald Eye of Ekron is placed in an adjacent square. Um, so it's a pretty awesome special object, and the fact that she can just pick it up easily is really cool. I think you're going to spend time to do that, and really, it costs you nothing to do so. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. It's interesting, too, that you're allowed to uh, put it in her square. Like, it's it's a special object you're allowed to have in her square because it expressly tells you to do so in the trait. Um, Universo, I don't, I couldn't, couldn't say I cared a lot about um, and I think the others we've kind of seen before, they're old enough that I don't think they really necessarily need to be uh, revisited right now. Um, this past week, we also finally got to know more about the uh, Avengers vs. X-Men characters that we haven't seen before, including uh, Black Panther. Um, a lot of people were really excited by him. I found myself oddly cold by him. Um, he's an interesting team player. The ability to give characters within four squares a share keyword with him. Willpower is awesome. Uh, the fact that he ignores hindering chain and ignores characters from movement is awesome. And I really like his King of Wakanda special power, which gives him empower, leadership, and a wit. And he can also take off um, action tokens from himself, which is awesome. 
But something about him just left me a little bit cold. Um, I think maybe it's because he started off with the stealth, which is absolutely in keeping with the character, but I think it just affects his playability a little bit because that first click is really good, but you have to base someone first, and you don't actually have willpower indomitable. You're just hoping that you're going to roll a six and be able to take an, uh, an action token off of yourself. Um, I just think he's a good 100 points. He's not as great as I was hoping for, and I think the other way, in some ways, I think older versions of Black Panther might have been a little bit more fun to use. Um... This one just seems a little bit... He's a good team player, but on his own, he lives a little bit to be desired. And maybe that's just me being not being a big fan of characters starting with just stealth and not having something that's a little bit more playable. Because maybe I just like my games to move a little bit faster than just, I'm going to move into stealth now. Look at this. Like Maybe I've just gotten tired of that kind of element of the game. Uh, then you have Danger, who is really terrible. Um, sorry, that's not fair. She's not terrible, but when you consider the old one who's the same point cost, who was amazing, and had a great, tr uh, I think it was a trait, or a special power, rather, to, to uh, really mess up uh, characters around you, and, and their ability to have modifiers, uh, this version just seems like a bit of a letdown. Having that starting click of incapacitate is unlikely and not that helpful either. Um, I like that she's got sidestep, so even though she only has five movement, sorry, five uh, range, sorry, at least she could be moving a little bit faster, and she does have Indomitable because she's a robot, but she just leaves a lot to be desired, and the fact that she can capture is cool, but by the time she gets it, it's very unlikely you're probably ever going to have a chance to use it. Although I hope you do. Um, I think for 150 points, she's a little too expensive, and I'm a little bit disappointed because uh, I just expected more. And uh, the actual prize for month two of AVX is uh, Lee Kung, or Lei Kung the Thunderer, who is fantastic. I mean, he's a little expensive at 125 points, but I think he's pretty awesome. Um, the fact that he's got charge, flurry, and plasticity, and three damage, uh, you have the option to, and plus, sorry, then he also ignores hindering terrain, so you could charge in and uh, quake someone, um, or you could charge in and flurry someone, or you could charge in and uh, exploit weakness someone. I mean, you have a lot of different options. In the middle of his dial, then he gets... Uh, uh, sidestep, and then at the end of his dial, he gets the charge uh, flurry back. He is a really good piece. He really can do a lot of things, and also the teacher and pupil um, trait is very potentially effective as well. So I'm I was impressed by him as a character. I did not expect him to be that n nearly that good. And then uh, a few quick quick thoughts on the upcoming Days of Future Past set. Um, so we've seen Ariel, uh, who is obviously the um, the, the the younger version um, sorry, the older version I always forget which one's which which uh, is kind of ridiculous um, she she's a pretty good figure um, this aerial figure I mean, I like that she's got the uh, support, but she's kind of odd but she's 55 points, she's got fairly good value, she has super senses that can't be outwitted, which is nice uh, she has the potential ability to switch into the other version of herself, although you have to be able to hit people, and that may not happen enough for it to be possible. Uh, but she does have, what, six range and and uh, precision strike. She's kind of the version to use if you're going to use one of these versions of, uh, of Kitty Pride because she's going to hurt you because you can't just get rid of that damage. And whereas if you look at Sprite, who's you know the same cost, she's got sidestep, which is great. Um, she ignores hindering train blocking and characters for movement, so you don't have to worry as much about needing the uh, needing phasing, per se. Um, however, low attack to start, uh, she has explosiveness, but 
I, I feel like with her defensive being 16, she's easy to hit. you really depending on that super senses. And if you don't get it, you're kind of messed up. Um, and I like that if you place her... So if you change into her, you get Edward and Perplex. Whereas if you change into the older version, you only get Prop. Uh, which both have their, their own you know their own uses. Uh, the new Destiny is 50 points, and she's pretty awesome. Uh, mainly because in her first two clicks she has Precision Strike and Range Combat Expert with a value with a range value of five, which I like. Um, after an opposing character with eight squares uses I Wit, Perplex or Probability Control and Action Resolve, this is her trait. Deal that character one damage if it has not already taken damage from this effect this turn. Would have been nice if it was penetrating, but still pretty uh, pretty deadly. And then her uh, damage power is she can use Prob as if she had a range value of eight and doesn't need Line of Fire to the attacker if she has Line of Fire to a target of the attack, which is very helpful prob um and then uh we'll, we'll also see a new version of angel who i know that uh, leon said he was like well he's just got feather wings he's crap um uh, i actually think he's great um i like that uh adjacent friendly characters with the defenders or x-men team ability can use both defenders and x-men that's a nice little extra bonus to have um especially as we have x-men with some good defenses it'd be nice to be able to share them um the fact that he, I like that his, he has sidestep and then also has charge, and his charge allows him to use improved movement and ignores characters, uh, and he gets plus two to his speed value, which was really great. Um, yeah, no, I think he's fantastic, and I like that especially on the third click, he's got charge, flurry, two damage, and perplex, so he has a lot of good options, he's a good team player as well, and he's 74 points, which is pretty great. Uh, and then I guess we also have the, uh, the 150 point Sentinel, uh, common, who starts off with what charge, and uh, has invincible, which is really really good. Uh, three damage. He's a giant and um, and indomitable. And then once you get down to the 125 point version, um, it doesn't loses all movement attack, but now has pulse wave and hit characters also given action tokens. And then when you get down to the rookie, uh, you end up with 75 points of having one click of pulse wave and a wit and three clicks of precision strike. But pretty good damage bios and having region at the end, um, which is pretty good all around. Um, and then obviously, one thing, there are some good uh, tokens that are going to be in the Alpha Class Sentinel scenario pack as well. Uh, these Sentinel Hunters and Sentinel Sentries are actually pretty good. So that is, uh, I guess, going to be our ep- most of our episode for this week. Uh, just talking about hero clicks. Uh, I'm excited for the, you know, I, I've been going back and forth on the Legion of Superheroes set. Um, I think it's got some really powerful characters in there, uh, but I can't say that it has me that excited as other sets could have been. Um, there's a heavy emphasis on Legion, which, I don't know, is both good and bad. I'm glad that they're getting some due, but um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the set for me as a result. I'm more looking forward to the next Marvel set, although, obviously, with that being Deadpool, I'm, I'm kind of predisposed to not be as interested, but uh, as Leon keeps telling me, oh, it's going to be great, you're going to be, you're, you're going to totally change your mind, and I hope I do. I really hope it ends up being a fantastic set. Uh, obviously, it's Fast Forces looks really great. That's another thing, actually, the Legion of Doom Fast Forces, I felt, uh, is really disappointing. I thought it should have been a lot better. I thought the characters involved were very milquetoast and lackluster. Uh, they had the potential to be amazing. Amazing dials. Instead, I just kind of felt like none of them were really that exciting. I guess Gigante was pretty good, but other than that, like nothing really made me go, oh my god, I need this. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of these characters in the main set yet, and maybe those will 
you know, pale in comparison to what we got in the gravity, uh, sorry, in the fast forces, and that'll make me kind of change my tune. Uh, other things to look forward to, obviously, we've heard rumblings recently about a, maybe a Flash set coming down the pike, which I'd be so on board for. Although, that being said, as much as I love the Flash, I think I would hate a set that he frontlines. And I, I love the character, and if it's a the pre-New 52 version of the, of the character in his rogues, I think it'd be really cool. If it's New 52, I'd, it's less interesting because I... I just find the new versions of the Rose not nearly as engaging as they used to be. Um, but what I think would become really repetitive and, and uh, frustrating, it would be have the amount of hypersonic speed that would be in a Flash set. And that would get old really fast. Um, so we'll see about that. Anyways, thanks for joining uh, for this episode of Talking Heroclix on Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 142. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on um, on iTunes, and uh, yeah, like, you know, uh, we'd love to have ideas for future episodes or things that you'd like to hear on the show. I'm hoping that in a couple weeks we'll be able to have uh, Leon Orlana back on the uh, episode for another opening party, because he was on... Um, the last episode where we did that with the uh, Invincible Iron Man, and uh, that was actually a lot of fun, kind of doing it as it as it took place, and it, kind of trying to capture the level of excitement with an opening party, uh, which was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that'll be in the pike uh, coming up uh, again. If you have any particular things you'd like to have us talk, about, have me talk about, or particular things to focus on, please let me know because I'm always open to uh, you know new options or new things that people would like to hear me talk about. Um, I'm thinking about different uh, DC things to maybe do a spotlight or flashback episode on. So if you have any particular favorite storylines that you'd like to hear me talk about, um, then please let me know. Uh, one last thing before I sign off for today is I wanted to um, exp- express my thanks to a few people who've done recent ratings and reviews for the show, or not even recent, but ones I finally was able to find. Uh, it turns out I was looking in the wrong country. Uh, I'm from Canada, obviously, so I could only see rating rate sorry, ratings and reviews from Canadian uh, iTunes users. Um, although it did make me think that I, because I had none there, all I could think was, Tom, you know who you are. Well, you're Tom. Uh, t- I, I thought that Tom Kerr, one of our loyal listeners and frequent, well, uh, at times uh, occasional guest on the show, I thought he would have given us a rating and review. So shame on you, Tom. Um but I wanted to thank the following people. Uh, so from the UK, um, this comment is from Larkle. Uh, he said, nice show, gave us five stars, and said, enjoy the shows, guys. Love hearing the Heroclix thoughts and wishes. Keep it up. That's from September 8, 2013, so we're finally getting around to it. Uh, and then in the US, um, we have AJ telling us, great show, uh, great show all around. This is from February 12, 2013. So, uh, I, yeah, I, got, I finally got around to, to reading it again. Uh, I love that I found this podcast and look forward to it each time there's a new episode. They have a ro- rotating schedule of comics, hero clicks, and other topics and really pump out new episodes. Always great discussion between all the panel members that keeps a brisk pace and doesn't wander too far off topic at any given time. They've got a fan in me. Well, thank you, AJ. Uh, then we have a newer user, KMAC2887, on January 9th, 2014, so very uh, recent saying what a blast five stars great show here the weekly comic reviews are awesome for keeping me up to date on books i might not be buying while still giving solid reviews on books i might be on the fence about picking up tossing a little canadian humor and you've got one hell of a show well thank you very much came back 
And then our most recent uh, review is from uh, Asgardian Pop. This is from January 27th, 2014, so very recently. Saying, Super Pod, one heck of an excellent show. Knowledge and viewpoints spot on. Keeps me updated to the world of comics, but my soft spot is Heroclix content. Love me some plastic talk. So hopefully, Asgardian Pop, you enjoyed this episode as we finally were able to talk about Heroclix again. Again, look forward in a couple weeks, or maybe two to three weeks, I forget when the new... Uh, Superman and Legion Superhero set is even coming out now because it keeps rumors of delays and when is it actually coming out. But when it finally comes out, I do hope they'll be able to get Leon back on the shows for another uh, opening episode, which will be awesome. Anyways, thanks for joining me for this episode, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.